<clears throat> Run. Peel. Chat. Repeat. repeat. Welcome to episode number three of Run, Peel, Chat, Repeat. I'm joined by Matt and Neil. Neil, the 1654 guy from down on the Worthing coast. Fresh off that PB a couple of weeks ago. Neil, how are you going? How you doing? How you doing? Yes, good. Yeah, fresh back. Sorry, started this a little later than we planned, right? I, no worries. I uh, rushed in, rushed in, whacked my pizza on. I managed to flip this pizza upside down and uh, <laughs> all the chicken ended up at one end of it. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be one of these uh, pizza journeys where you sort of start at one end and it's, uh, it's, it, it's not so good. It gets a bit better then it gets really good because you've got all the chicken at the other end. So looking forward to that with my beer and my garlic bread and my friends. <laughs> Tell us about your beer then, while you, while you touch oh. on that. Why not? Ah, okay, yeah, doing bar today. Um, oh, hey. how did you do that? that? Practice. I just thought about this. I thought this would be good. No, I've just flicked it off with my thumb because um, um, I had my thumbs replaced uh, by by um, metal caps, um, and that's that's something I never told you to about. But occasionally, oh. when you run fast, I might mm. dig them into your neck. That's, that that'd be that. Um, yeah, no. Tell me about this. This is the this is a this is a star ale of Cornwall. It's kind of found in every single pub, and it's lush. Um, yeah, yeah, I was going to say it's an ale, classic. Ale. All over the place. Does it actually taste of anything? I always wonder that those old men ales don't taste of very much. But you're such a pale ale guy. You're such yeah. a session. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of like folklore that's gone into. There's a lot of tales. Um, it's it's kind of like it's kind of it feels quite fruity. Um, <laughs> But at the same time, quite, quite, quite mellow. So it gives you, it puts you in a good thought, puts you in a good mood, and then that sort of, that sort of. It, is yeah. this is this podcast your way of trying to get one of those gigs on TV where they're like, oh, it's got hints of nuts, yeah. a bit fruity. Um, I just don't know, like how how people do that. You know, like these wine shows. You sort of you drink a glass of wine, you sort of swirl it around your your mouth and yeah you do yeah you say something like that but you've got to say you've got to say something a bit a bit more sort of concise i went to this like um i went to a whiskey place in, up in edinburgh um and it was not we've been going through like drinking single malts like everywhere so everywhere we went we were like looking looking at like the labels but this place was like the no no it was like the whiskey society and it was loads of blended stuff it was their own stuff and you'd look on the menu and the menu would just be descriptions of what the the, the whiskies were like and it would all be about like it tastes um like when you're eating a flake a cabri's flake and you're in a volvo and it's raining and it's like it's like a dewy morning and you you you, you take honestly you take one sip of it and you're like oh my god it's, it, it's exactly like that it's exactly as oh, really yeah. no it's very weird so it puts you in the, the context of it so perhaps you know some of these beers would do the same yeah. You know how they have like um, alternative commentators on the football and stuff, and they're just people who know nothing about football. They're like comedians or something. I want that that theme, but for like wine tasting programs. So it's just some bloke like swirling glasses of wine, saying, "No, nope, tastes the same." Yeah, that sounds tastes like exact same idea. as the last one. Matt hosts, Matt hosts a wine tasting show. Maybe we could do. <laughs> yeah, tastes no different from the last five I've had. Uh, okay well that's good and um joining us from watford matthew kitching the 1539 remember that number oh come on guy 
1535. Um, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just reading what's on Power of Ten. So let's come back to that later. But 1539, oh. guy. Um, uh, well, how are you doing, Matt? Apart from yeah, currently pissed. Not bad. Off. Already irritated by that little intro, but never mind. Oh, he's got the T-shirt as well. He's got the bloody T-shirt on. Yes, 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 yes. But oh. um, that brings me on nicely. Uh, oh no, let's let's talk about your beer. Apologies. Um, yeah. So I've gone for another. I just quite like the drawing on the packet. Um, Hepcat <laughs> session IPA. Packet. Yeah, it's like got a picture of like a, Oh, it's all blurred. It's got a picture of a hipster in Gypsy Hill. Um, wearing an orange. He's wearing coat. an orange raincoat. Um, yeah, four point six percent. I've never had it before, so that's um, good sound. I think that looks like Drake on the front there. I think it looks like Liam Gallagher. I have no idea who Drake is. What? So. Who's that? Really? You don't need to know. You don't need to worry about that. I'll Google it. <laughs> yeah, I'll Google it. Google him. Um, how is that out of 10? What would you say? What would you give your beers, both of you? Um, it's quite citrusy. I don't know. I didn't realize it was supposed to be. Um, yeah, no. 6.9. I'm gonna go for um I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for nine. Wow. It's a it's a seriously Ooh. good, it's a seriously good beer. Like yeah. Favorite. Really. Yeah. I've got I've got another one from the um the group that the guy bought up for for um drinks and dinner. It's called a hell. So you've got another free beer, is what you mean. Yeah. Well, I've just got to get through them, otherwise there's no space in the fridge. So they're sitting there waiting. It's, it's another, is it exactly the same? Or um no, no, no. The... See what this one's about. You've got a classy mate. He's brought a variety of beers. Yeah, so he gets like he gets it from beer and burger, he gets them delivered. So he just gets around oh, wow. and mix. But yeah, no, that's nice. That's very like traditional. Like a like a do beer and burger still do the run? Yeah. So I went there. <laughs> I went there during the week um, to catch up with Ed after track. And I saw that they had a 10K run where you get a beer at the end on the Saturday morning. I remember a few hoopsters used to do that. Uh, great idea. Yeah, yeah. But then you're drinking a beer at 11 in the morning. And for me, that would mean probably like a day session. Just carrying on. <laughs> yeah, starts <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I could just have one there and then be like, cool, that's Saturday done. That's me done. <laughs> I do park run. I've seen it done before. Park run, then you go up there for the 10K, then have a beer, then have a burger, then have lots more beer. Sounds great, no? We should do it, actually. Maybe that, um, yeah. Some way to do a weekend, I think. Yeah, probably not. We should. <laughs> and then we should do this live after like oh, five beers. live podcast. Live <laughs> after yeah. five beers. Um, <laughs> So that's great. But actually, that does lead me on nicely. And Neil's been very good with it. Uh, both of you are very good with it. But I realise, listening back, that I'm not so good with it. That this is, although we can see each other, this is actually audio only. And you guys are quite descriptive, whereas I realise that I sometimes just say stuff and expect that someone can see it. So I listened back today on my long run to both episodes just to make sure I wasn't, um, <laughs> mainly to make sure I wasn't slacking anyone off. And we didn't actually, luckily. Um, but 
Let us know if you did. I'm honestly really sorry. <laughs> I did, yeah, well, now, get, get in touch. Now that we've said that we should be descriptive and tell people what we can see, can we do these T-shirts? Because yours is really annoying me already. Mine? That you've, wa you've worn that deliberately because you beat me. Uh, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't actually the find the Chicago Marathon one, which I kind of wanted to wear, which is a bit sad because I think it means I don't have it anymore. But I got this one, which is a really dirty T-shirt. So it's a red T-shirt again. It says running GP on the front and it has six figures um, running towards you uh, with, a, with a, a checkered flag in the background and a road. And that nice kind of sums up the run. It was at Bedford Aerodrome. <clears throat> And it was October 2020. And um, I'll set the scene. Sam remembers it very well. Oh, like it was yesterday. So well. I'd, I'd like to go through this. So the two months before, um, I'd, I'd come into some really good form in 2020, like we touched on. I just did a lot of miles because we were allowed out for one hour a day, weren't we? So I, I took advantage of that. And I just happened to be getting quick at 5Ks. I don't know how it happened. Honestly, I don't. And so Milton Keynes 5000, they put on some races when we were allowed to in the summer. And I went and did, went to the 1620 race because I thought that was ambitious, but maybe doable. And I ran 1604 and won the, won the group there. But it was, it was felt really good. And so the next month I went back and did it again and went for under 16 and halfway I was like, no, this is not happening. I'm just going to enjoy it, race the guys around me. And ended up luckily getting 1558 just with a sprint finish with a guy at the end. So that was a massive, massive thing for me. And then a week, a month later, sorry, this race was on and me and Matt had signed up for it. I remember in the car on the way there, just us two, drove down, drove all the way up to Bedford. And he was like, I'm not fit. I'll come with you for two or three K. So in my mind, I was like, this is great. You know, I'm going to beat Matt Kitching. Um, I'm not going to get a PB. I didn't feel as good as the month before. Set off, and um, he sets off, like we said in the previous episode, just in front of me, because I thought that was the best way I could see him. But he set off so fast. And the couple in front, there's a girl called Holly Dixon who we've all seen run recently, and she was in front as well, going really hard. A, a, a kid who mustn't have been more than 12 or 13, going <laughs> so hard for a K. But also the marathoners, half marathoners, and 10k as were on the track already so we're going around them um and it just felt so fast and so it took me 2k to catch up to matt and the group that had formed there and then we went through 3k and i thought no this is still too hot but then as we came towards 4k i kind of was in the group with you another guy I caught up he was really good there was one other i seem to remember who turns out had won it before and then 4k like i say I thought I'm never going to have a chance to beat Matt. So I may as well go for two and a half laps of the track, see what I can do. Matt didn't realise that, that the aerodrome in the distance was where we'd started. So I could see the potential finish. Came around the corner and I kind of eased up a little bit there. But then I realised it's Matt Kitching just behind me. And I managed to hold you off. And there's a great photo. I think it might be the next one to go up on our Instagram, actually. So have a look there. <laughs> Me coming across the line. Matt's shaking, Matt's shaking his head a little bit there. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I'm smiling, but it is more of a grimace or like, I can't believe I fucking pulled this off. And Matt is um, is not smiling. And it's brilliant. Um, so obviously <laughs> with, with the set off and having beaten Matt Kitching, um, I, my time is 15.38 and Matt's is 15.39. God, I'm going to get the wrath for this in our next race, aren't I? Um, what? 
What annoys me more, what annoys me more than the fact that you've worn that t-shirt is that you said PB of 1539 when you know I've run 1535 and that, what's it called? Power of 10 classes it as a downhill course, which is- What can I do? I I, I don't make the rules. What can you do, Matt? It's an absolute outrage. That Bedford course is a million times faster than the the one I ran. uh, the fact that you beat my PB by three seconds is pretty fucking rude. So I, mean, I had to do <laughs> <laughs> um, No, I, I'm just so happy that it still sits there. And, and then um, turns out I didn't even win the race because although I was first across the line, we, we looked at the results while we were hanging around, getting our T-shirts and all that. And another guy, the, the other guy who came up in that group, finished behind, just behind Matt, but he had started quite far behind us so he did 15 yeah. two took you back down to earth then Sam so, I'm so glad that those like <laughs> staggered start races are over because yeah. it was rubbish crossing the line and then being like oh I got bitten by a guy who finished four minutes behind yeah and officially obviously it's like gun time but I had a nice medal that said first on the back and I thought I can't look at that for the rest of my days knowing so he happened to be <laughs> hanging around near us and I went is your name George Gurney yeah yeah, this is your medal. And since we've seen him a couple of races, hey, Matt, and he's a nice guy, yeah, so I'm yeah. glad. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a bit of a beast, so I follow him on at Sharper. But, um, so, so that is mine, and I would give this. <laughs> I know I had a 10 out of 10 last week, but, I, yeah, I mean, fuck, this has got to be a, ni- a 9.9, if not a 10. I was, I was very happy with that. That's why I wore it, because it's a dirty T-shirt, which I never wear, but just proudest PB for sure. Mainly because you, like, you took that one out of the frame, uh, right, Sam? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, I was going to say, Matt, the trouble, the trouble with like being probably the best runner out of the, the three of us here. Sorry, Sam, but uh, oh. like you are you are the target, mate. <laughs> At the Absolutely. moment, once one of us overtakes you, once sorry, once one of us overtakes you, that's it. You know, we'll, we'll be the target. I'm saying once. Then you'll be the target. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's a target on your back, and and yeah, looking. I just looked at your. Power of 10, it's disgusting. We'll go through the other PBs in other weeks, but it's absolute dirt. I don't know how you run t- 10 miles, 52 minutes. Bruh, what the fuck? Jesus. Oh, well <laughs> anyway, so that's enough. Um, I think What's, we'll probably um, give Matt, Matt the floor for the next T-shirt. And, oh, you got a question? Well, I really want to know what Neil's T-shirt is because I, I've been trying to get for the last... Is it? Well, oh, yeah, you know, I didn't put it, it wasn't a, uh, a particularly special one. It's a big half one. It's 2020 big half. It was uh, the penultimate race of 2020. Um, ah. No, of before lockdown, you know, before these virtual races yeah. started and all that. But um, yeah. it was a little less kind of ill feeling towards it than uh, the bath half, which was like a couple about, I think it was a week later, two, like, two weeks later. But um yeah, it was you know it was a it was a pretty it was a pretty good day to be honest, and I think my my overriding memory is going for sub eighty. Um, and I think I, I think I might have got it by a second or something, but it was, but but I'd only figured it out in my head a few kilometers to go that I definitely could get it if I just just push. But you know when you do the maths, you know I got this now, but I'm actually I, I actually I actually kept a bit. 
I, I probably could have like pushed a bit a little bit earlier, made this a bit easier for myself, but I sort of like <laughs> didn't. <laughs> so like, I left it all till the end. And I do very, I've got a very strong memory of about two k to go, running past Pila Edo, and oh. um, and uh, actually being able to uh, tap him on the back and say, "Come on, <laughs> come on, old chap, <laughs> run past him," which is which does make a change for, for me. Um, but yeah, now I managed to squeeze inside tw- uh, 80. So I was uh, pleased with that one. Yeah, that was my story from that. Wasn't much to it. I think we all got quite drunk after it. It was quite fun. Very fun. Yeah, finished in Greenwich. What was that? Yeah, have you done, have you done the big half before? Either of you? No, but I'm thinking of doing it this year because it's like a month before London, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And there's it no, there really- aren't really many halves in like September. And it is a really good, it really is a really good half actually. And generally always quite a good medal. So. Um, if, if, if that means anything to you but yeah oh, it's the other way on the bridge as well it goes over the tower bridge the opposite direction to london bridge i was gonna say london is it marathon. the is it the first half of london marathon but in reverse or i think so it's like the middle yeah of in reverse. you end at cutty sark don't you so it's kind of that yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So cutty sark 10k um on the london marathon it yeah. feels it feels totally different though uh, like yeah, really? canary wharf you, I feel Canary Wharf's maybe a bit shorter than London Marathon. Is that right? They throw you through, they throw you through this, um, I think it's like one mile, and then they put you through this tunnel that's actually over a mile long. Mm. But yeah, it's really, really weird. And actually, it's like London, but just without all the spectators. So in, in a yeah. way, it's kind of it's kind of nice. And I say it's kind of nice. I mean, I don't, I've done London three or four times, and I something that I... <clears throat> I love the fact that there's those expectations, but at the same time, I also really hate it because there's nowhere to sort of relax at, at yeah. any point in this race at all. Because I just want, I, I just want one <laughs> bloody minute when you can just just pipe down and just let me get my heart rate down, get my empty back. But no, uh, no. So yeah, this the big half is like a tour of London, just without crazy numbers of spectators and. And actually, that year, 2019, is a great thing to watch on YouTube because at the front of the race was Kenanisi Bekele, who was doing it as a bit of a kind of warm-up run for something. So he was taking it as easy as he could with still winning it. And Chris Thompson um, Mm. on his heels and a couple of other good... I wonder if it was Jack Rowe now, thinking back, but maybe not. He's he's a bit shorter. And... um, Mohammed, Mohammed, or I think it was um, Hawkins, wasn't it? Was he there? Um, but yeah. it was just 2020. Goes to Chris Thompson against Bekele. Mm. Um, obviously, Bekele was kind of running um, just what he had to, but there were a couple of times when he looked around like, who's this guy? And it's just a oh, great he, run. He went off. He went off in like at four, yeah. four 50s or 440 per mile. Yeah. Like, and they, he just went, I'm going to go for it. I'm just absolutely push the field from the word go. And I think the first three or four miles was just absolutely bonkers. Um, yeah. But it's a great one to watch back, you know, if you need a YouTube clip for, for the bath or something. The ladies' race was brilliant as well. Um, and, then, and then this year was really good because Jake Smith was running away from Jack Rowe, wasn't he? And that's, that's really good. Oh, yeah. Watch. It's amazing. You've seen he's announced he's doing. Um, I love yes. going off the top here, but no, he's announced no. he's doing a half in March. I can't wait to see. What's this. he going to run for a half, guys? He's going to run sub an hour, isn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah. I half wonder whether he's going to try 
Like, what's the British record? I'm guessing it's Mo Farah. What's the British he's record? Training out, he's training out in, um, in Kenya at the moment. Yeah, Uganda, I think. Uganda. Yeah. Yeah. Joined and then running or whatever. But gosh, right. Then um, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be like a, a statement first run for NN where he runs some balls. <laughs> yeah, no, it'd be exciting anyway. Now, what, what marathon is Mo Farah 59.32. So, yeah, I reckon that's on the court cards because he ran a 60.30 at the European Half Championships in 2020, didn't he? So he's come on since then. Yeah, Mo Farah's got a load of those. From 1500 through to marathon, apart from Mark Scott in with the 5K. Anyway, we can chat about that another time, I'm sure, as much fun as it is. Matt, you've got a T-shirt, I'd imagine. He's not wearing it, though. He doesn't like it enough. It doesn't fit anymore? No, I am. Well, yeah, number one, it doesn't fit. And number two, I only remember to go and grab a T-shirt like one minute before we started. So this is Centurion. Oh, it's all blurry. Why have you got that blurry thing on? Turn the blurry thing off. I don't know. How, how do you turn it off? Oh, don't worry. It's fine. I don't even know how I turned it on. But anyway, it's the Wendover Woods 50 miles. That's it. That's it. 2017 oh. race. Oh, yeah. So I thought I'd go something different and go for an ultra. And it also has a, well, mildly funny story. So Wendover Woods is, the 50-mile race is five 10-mile loops. And I swear it was like the end of November or so. It was like a horrible time of year to run. It was freezing cold. Started like 7 a.m. So it was pretty much dark still. No, not 7 a.m. I don't know. It felt like it started really early. It was still dark. Um, it's just ridiculously hilly. I, was, I should have pulled the stats up. I don't have them here, but it's got something ridiculous. Like, I swear it's the climbing is like equivalent to climbing Everest or something. Like, it's ridiculously hilly. Wow. And obviously you do, you do one lap and you're like, oh my God, I've got four of those. <laughs> four more to do. Um, but anyway, the funny story, which was kind of the reason for picking that T-shirt, was... Um, there was one particularly bad hill because it wasn't even, it wasn't really meant to be a path, I don't think. I think they just cut, sort of carved it out just for the race. And at, in Wendover Woods, there is a go ape. And um, the go ape just went straight over this path of this hill halfway around the loop. And um, I swear it was like lap three or something, sort of halfway through the race. And I was just sort of at that stage where you're trying to persuade yourself that you're fine and it doesn't hurt that much and that you can do another like 20 miles or whatever. <laughs> and um, anyway, there was this young kid and his dad on this sort of swing bridge just ahead of me. Well, like just over me, I guess. And um, I just remember the kid saying to his dad, look, daddy, look, daddy, another one. But this guy's way slower. And just <laughs> literally oh, <laughs> just wanting to scream at this young child. So I'm doing my best. This is as fast as I can go. You, try you shake really your, up. you shake your fist. <laughs> I hope you're having a great day on your go eight. <laughs> oh, what but, distance uh, was that one again? Was sixty miles or something? Fifty miles. Fifty miles. Oh yeah, an easy one. Long sixty enough. miles. Sixty miles. I would have been impressed, but no. But Matt, actually, interestingly, I. You did ultras. You, you seemed to sort of go in the direction of ultras a few years ago before yeah. realising that you, you could do, you could run quite quickly in other, in other areas, I suppose. What, what made you 
what made you change or what was it you know yeah i mean the idea of them of ultras and i don't know they're always well usually on trail and stuff like that really appeals and and so just yeah just the appeal of doing that kind of race and it being like more of a challenge you know the i don't know just the classic naive view of like oh i've done a half i'll do a marathon next i've done a marathon i'll do an ultra marathon next just wanting to do something a bit more challenging but then yeah i did a couple a number one there hard as hell but number two i just kind of thought i can do the you know you look around at sort of the fields and stuff and you're like i can do these later you know like the average age at this race is much older i can't do 10ks forever but you know in like 10 years i could come back and do this then and so i don't know i just went back to rows and stuff and but i know i would love to go back and do some more but it's like a different sport right like the training is yeah yeah well, the training for running fast anyway is very different so. i think there's i think i did um well, I, I think i know I, I did a 100k ultra the race to the stones this is like one with, i did with my dad um it was like yeah. a birthday, birthday present from my dad the race was uh yeah the training it was like the training was was quite tricky it was it was about putting back to back uh, this is what i was reading about back to back um long runs basically it was like four hours and then the next day doing four hours and just like letting your legs get used to sort of oh, long runs you must have had an issue with that because you you're allergic to long runs aren't you <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> wait till his week sweet mind, yes sweet mind. <laughs> i'll show you oh sorry i killed it right dead there how, how was that race for you did you enjoy the race of the stones i loved it i loved it uh, real uh, it, it was it's what I definitely would recommend. It was, I guess, fairly pricey. Not that I paid it, it was a better present, like I said. But yeah, it's one of these where it was like every 10K, there was a drink station. So it was always like looking forward to the next 10K. So you could, it was like different segments. It was like, let me say, you get to the next level when you're playing a computer game, you reach the boss um, at the very, very end. But yeah, halfway through, there was like a festival. Like literally, that was like a bar, it was a DJ, it was a tent city. And because people were doing it in two days, some people were just walking the lot. Oh, that's awesome. We wandered They're in. just like a really hard picnic, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. It was just really a really, really hard picnic. Well, we made the mistake of getting beers at halftime, um, at a halfway point. Um, I think we sort of deteriorated a little bit, but um, the next half was about sort of keeping ourselves motivated and, you know, not necessarily walking up the hills, but just trying to figure out a way to, to, to do this and get through and stuff. Um, got there. Ultras are good, eh? I think like, they are a very different kind of running. Um, Sam's done one, right? You've done or a couple. I don't know if you can call 50k an ultra, can you? It's officially more than yeah. a marathon, but no, I, I did one, yeah, with, with Neil this year, or last year, um, the South Downs Way 50k. I mean, yeah, it was tough, but it was, it was nice because, yeah, same thing. There was just loads of places to, to stop and eat. We took it nice and easy, took photos. It was a lovely day. Uh, it, was, it was out and back and then a little loop at the end. I think the little loop at the end was a bit Well, I didn't, do you know why? Do you know why that might have been, Sam? 
could it have been that you just decided to up the pace massively in that last 10k and you thought well this is it I've been chatting the whole way around and every single drink station I made it to I thought I'd stop for ages and have a long chat adjust my bag chat to my friends and family turn up while Neil twiddles his thumbs going all right let's uh should we move on not sure not sure 10k to go it sounds like right I'm just gonna beast this <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you know, he's sprinting up this hill everyone's just like who's this guy <laughs> i want this to be over i was like we've been messing around too long let's just oh, get no. the last bit done um but i don't know if we were that much quicker at the end were we <laughs> oh man i'd like to see the splits i haven't looked back at this in a while but uh yeah <laughs> yeah you would have definitely been the fastest up that hill on that day without a doubt <laughs> yeah without a doubt <laughs> Uh, I'll try and find it. Yeah. I'll have a look for it. Um, yeah, so like I say, I had a little listen over. Oh, there it is. I have found it. Um, you know how Strava calls it the uh, morning or afternoon or evening run? Um, yeah. Called it the morning run. And I was like, well, it was also the afternoon. So I've just called it morning and afternoon run. Also, the North Downs Ridge 50K. <laughs> um, no, it was great fun. I did enjoy that. And Brown with Neil the whole way. I thought you were going to try and sprint finish me though, and that would be very annoying. No, we held hands. It was very nice. We held hands. Oh yeah, we did up it. <laughs> the last 10k went up from fives and sevens to fours. Yeah, okay. It was good fun though. It was good fun. Um, now, like I say, I listened to this today, and I, I realised that Matt has gone last every week. So. Matt, would you like to kick us off with your week? With a week? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, See what you've been oh, up I wasn't to. expecting that. Look, I've not got... Not gonna oh, like um, podcasts, a little bit of delay. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty similar to last week's, where I um, started with a double run on Monday. So I think last week I talked about it was the first double I've done for a long time. So I extended them out a little bit. So... My morning run was like 50 minutes, evening run 30 minutes-ish. Both, yeah, nice, slow, comfortable, nothing really to talk about. Um, the only one thing, I was trying to think of something interesting to talk about, these two runs, but the one thing that's interesting, I guess, um, do either of you guys run by heart rate? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. When you double, when you double run... Do you see a difference in your heart rate? If you run the same, say two easy runs, do you see a difference morning to evening? And if so, what's the difference? I, I can't say I've noticed, to be perfectly honest. That's a very good um, question. Um, I haven't looked to notice uh, as in, oh yeah, so I always run to the same kind of heart rate for an easy. So you're saying is the pace then a little bit quicker? Um, yeah. I find so like, is it easier to run in the evening or? Yeah, oh, it was easier to run in the evening. I don't know why I would have thought you'd be it something to do with the morning. You know, you, you, your, your heart being much more relaxed, you've just woken up, and it might be a bit of an easier time. And that maybe you've had the whole day and it should be a bit harder in the evening, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you see, I find it the other way. I find it easier in the evening. So I go, I go faster for the same heart rate in the evening. Totally. Which, I don't know. I also I feel the body warmed up as well for me. You know, I'm like oh, really creaky in the morning with like plantar fasciitis type things and yeah. legs. So I've hardly walked before I get out the door and go for a run. So the first K is always really chilled. 
Um, I did go- I did Google it once and it said in the evening it's easier to get to your is this right? It's easier to get to like your maximum or whatever. So you can you can get better sort of bang for your buck. You can go harder in the evening. You can get higher percentage of your maximum stuff in the evening. But much then pretty easier much than in the morning. All, all runs are or all big runs are in the morning, aren't they? Yeah. Because yeah, but, races are always you know, for us, like it's not like the Melrose games where they're the afternoon or evening, but generally like they're yeah, no, no if you get a 10 o'clock race, you're lucky, but it's nine o'clock or so it's worth it's worth training yourself a bit, isn't it? Because the marathon's always the morning and um yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking. So the evening was on average, I mean, yeah. It's kind of like one data point I'm just looking at here, but um, the evening run was on average five beats a minute lower, but 10 seconds a kilometre quicker. Hmm. Sure, that was interesting. Okay. There you go. Anyway, so that was Monday. Nice and easy double run. Tuesday, I did 60 minutes, including two 10-minute blocks of, there were supposed to be half marathon efforts. I, in workouts, I always find out half marathon efforts and threshold, like they're just so close to each other that they're kind of the same thing. But um, I mean, they're not the same thing. I don't run a half marathon in six can I just minutes, jump? Can I just jump in very quickly? Go for it. I, last week, I was being a complete um, idiot. Um, and you said, I was asking about threshold and you said the pace that you can run. And I, I think I just completely blocked out your word one hour or oh, you're you know you're, you're <laughs> I, I i changed it in my head as you said one hour to all day <laughs> so, so i was like all right okay that's uh, that, that seems like that seems like doesn't seem like threshold to me but there we are <laughs> <laughs> so I said all out. I was like, okay then i got my yeah i got my wires crossed but there we are that was just me that was just my head i wasn't listening to you i'm so sorry but right, <laughs> you're fine threshold i'm very time. used to it my wife doesn't <laughs> My wife doesn't listen most of the time. So, um, so no, so two things to talk about. Uh, two things or one thing? I can't remember. Anyway, the main thing to talk about about this run is how hard Saucony shoes are to put on your feet. <laughs> put on your feet? They're so, oh, it's like a workout to get them on. It's two things to pull as well. Which, which ones are these? Endorphin Pro. No. Stop it. They're so hard. They're so like tight. They're like booty fit or whatever they are. But when they're on, but when they're on, how do they feel? Dead. Ah! Oh. <laughs> I really don't like them. Well, you know I what? We're definitely them. not getting any sponsorship from Silkeny. Neil called them <laughs> I mean, like I mean they're old... fantastic shoes. But... Neil said they're some old like deep sea diving. Ancient... Yeah, deep sea diving shoes. I was like, I missed that the first time round. And now you've just said that they feel like they're dead. I, I mean, they're that. okay, but you know, like other other unnamed super shoes mm. feel very spongy, bouncy. Your legs kind of feel great. These yeah. don't feel like that. Like they they have a similar effect. I think you run a bit quicker in them, and they're mine, they're generally decent, but they just don't feel the same. They don't feel as spongy. Mine weren't super shoes, and I I think I went for the deep sea diver analogy <laughs> because it was it was like torrential raining, so. Fine. Yes. Fine. 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 Okay. So you had a really hard time putting on some super shoes for your workout. I feel really yeah. sorry, for you. but you but you did get a gym membership out of it. 
Well, no, I'm saying that, yeah, they, they are effectively their own gym membership. Like, yeah, such a They're a better arm workout than I get when I go to the gym, just pulling those bloody things on. <gasps> oh, amazing. I do like them, though. Don't you like the, the Endorphin Pro? I'd say they were a 7.3. But as as a I'm okay with that. That's a good that's a good amount. Um the workout training shoe, they're good, aren't they? I mean, for for the price, they're quite annoying because it's not like like you say, uh, a top end super shoe, I think. But and they're not far off the same price, are they? Really? Well, so the only reason that I wear these for workouts (laughs) is I didn't actually set out to buy them. I set out to buy what are the middle ones? There's three versions, right? There's the shift, mm-hmm. which Neil was talking about that he wore, deep sea diver shoes. Shift twos. There's, there's the pro, which is <laughs> the pro, which is the, the one that I was wearing here. And then what's the one in the middle? Speed. Speed, yes. So I set out to buy those because you said they were good. So yeah. you were like fanboying over speeds. I, I think haven't you got like two or three pairs? I've got one pair of speeds, two of the shift, and one of the pro. I do like those that range. so i set out to get speeds and then ended up buying pros because they were 30 quid cheaper in a sale than the speeds so i just bought the pros instead yeah but now i feel a bit ridiculous wearing those for workouts but i wouldn't wear them to race they don't feel no nicely no but they're good like for instance my long runs with marathon effort i've been using those ones because I can't bring myself mm. to pull out the alpha flies, but I really should. As it gets, maybe I should do that this weekend because I've got some marathon pace in there just to feel it. But It like, does yeah. feel a bit dodgy wearing vapor flies on the canal towpath. <laughs> You're going to get hijacked for your shoes. <laughs> you feel a bit odd. People will boo you. You can't I do don't it. care about that. That's fine. Um, I'm not a West Ham player, so that's fine. But Neil, you, you were saying about, you know, they're so expensive, aren't they, that... Yeah, um, that was just my, that's just my worry. Like, no, I'm sure totally. there are some. I mean, I think the Alpha Flies. Did you not go and buy? They're this kind of crazy deal, like for one week, when they just half the price of them. Um, so got, everyone bought them. They were like 140 quid, which is really cheap for them. Um, and they're almost the, the the price of like a a reasonable price pair of running shoes that you'd think. Oh yeah. I'd, I'd advise people to go out if you're going to run seriously, buy a pair of shoes or about, you pay over a hundred pounds, but just about that figure. But no, my worry about these 270 pound ones is just, you know, how long are they going to last? And I've heard varying stories of people, um, you know, it was Edo saying that his has, last, his has lasted for ages, but maybe he's just worn them completely into the ground. And, um, but they still work as shoes, you know, they cover his feet up, but like they don't quite do the same as they used to. And yeah, but other, but other, like four races or 200 miles and they're done or something like this, you know. Well, Sam, didn't you snap your plate in one pair? I thought I snapped my plate in the 4%, but it was right before I ran a massive PB for a 3K on the 3K <laughs> relay. So I was running around thinking it was clicking. And then I was second leg in the B team and I went off and I was sure the guy behind me was right on my tail. <laughs> Ran a 2.54 for the first case. I was like, shit, I gotta slow down. I'm trying to run 3.15s and then it was fine. <laughs> so I actually need to run in those shoes again, just to check. That's a good point. I could use those for canal workouts, couldn't I? Did you see there was like some American yeah. study into the super shoes and they cut the plate in like five. So kind of made the plate redundant by putting 
sort of cuts in it, whatever. And the shoes were still the same. So they reckon that the plate doesn't really do all that much. It's oh. just the foams. Oh, wow. Which we'll come back to later, actually, because I got some yeah. new shoes, which are just the foam and no plate. So we'll come on to that later, actually. Because I, I think that's what the shifts are. I think they're the foam without the plate. I'm pretty sure that's what they are. Yeah, um, they are. But why didn't they just, in the study, or you come back to it, sure, but why didn't they, in the study, just take the plate out? Or I suppose they couldn't just take the plate out. It would completely demolish the shoe, wouldn't it? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's tell us all about this in a sec. Yeah. Well, no, I was just going to, anyway, uh, I should carry on. I've only got to Tuesday. So, <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> oh, my God. Wednesday, Wednesday, 65 minutes easy. Yeah. Bog standard, plain run. Thursday, I did, a, we did appeal. Um, so, Paddington Rec. Thursday night, the old, the old traditional, um, except I went, they were like, well, how many of us were there? Like six, six guys or something? Yeah. It's a big, big group. Yeah. And how many of us, how many of us were doing a workout? I think there were seven or eight of us actually, and only one of us did a workout, Matt. Unbelievable. <laughs> the rest of you, the rest of you came to a track to jog around. <laughs> I was like, what? Unbelievable. They all just did an easy run around the track. Absolutely insane. I mean, it was great. I got like a cheer crew every time I went past. It was great, but I couldn't believe it. I thought, oh, great. This workout's going to be so much easier. I'm going to have company. Nobody did a, nobody did a workout. And then... That was horrible, though. Seven three times seven minutes. Seven minutes is a horrible block. I thought it was... Yeah, I mean, I find these fine. I find th thresholds are that my favorite run uh, i don't find them that hard why because you don't have to run hard do you it's just comfortably you, hard you were running like 330s or 320 319s for the first one that's quite hard <laughs> no <laughs> it wasn't 319 so what's that for a lap um 80 80 yeah i don't know oh, that's well, th yeah 3 320 is 80 yeah yeah so pretty much 80 but, and also but no, I wasn't, very busy track. i didn't run a single rep I didn't run a single rep at 320, we should correct this. So it's 80, 80 something. Okay. Oh, I, would have, I would have run with you if you'd told me that. <laughs> <laughs> that came especially down from Watford. Oh, probably not. But um, just for this session, and you guys didn't run with him, Sam. I'm they didn't. No, that's not it, Neil. That's not it. That's half of it. They didn't run with me. Oh, yeah. And then they took, and then they took a group photo without <laughs> oh. me. I do remember seeing that photo now, thinking it's a, it's a real disappointment that Matt didn't turn up after all that he'd said, you know. Oh. Where were you, Matt? Matt? What were you doing at that point? Where was I? I was running. I was doing that whole <laughs> session. What Actually, you were supposed maybe, to be doing. Maybe if you look closely on the picture, Matt is just deep in session, you know. Could... He is there somewhere. <laughs> I thought you were going to refer to the run to the, to the station after the pub, but we'll get to that in my week. Oh, yeah. Okay, third point. Third point, we went to the pub afterwards. So, well, let's go, let's go back to the photo. I thought, oh, maybe, maybe they've got an excuse because maybe like somebody in the photo couldn't stay. And no, no, we all went to the pub afterwards. So they could have just waited for the photo. But anyway, so then we went to the pub, which was lovely, had a nice, very nice beer actually. Quite enjoyed that. Quite enjoyed that beer. Oh, but, it was um, called Yes, wasn't it? It was a beer called Yes. Yes, yes, sir. And Sam and Stefan said they were going to run with me to the station because they were going to run all the way home. And we, we, we stepped outside. We ran, what, 40 metres? 
and Sal and Steph, I decided to go back to the pub and get a taxi. It was so cold. I, I came out and I was just freezing. I, you know when you get hit and you're like, I'm not sure if I'm going to survive this. You know, I've, I had a, a shock, an anaphylactic shock. Do you not think it was the beers? Yeah, it was the beers. And, and the thought <laughs> that I had to run 5k at least all the way home rather than 1k to the station like you. But True. Got an MS sandwich as well for train. Oh, anyway. I, was so very I, hope this, I hope this isn't going to put you off um, ever going to Pad Breck again, Matt. Well, I'm going to get a commitment next time that they're actually going to run a. Get them to sign something, you know, this is In very blood. Yeah. 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 That is, I apologize for that. That is pretty bad. Not classic. <laughs> this is not classic peeling. Not classic no. peeling. No, non traditional. But um, yeah, I also I also fell off a bit of a cliff. I set off way too hard. So the first, it was three by seven minutes. The first rep was 325, which is optimistic in anybody's book. Then the second one, 329, and then the third one, 332. So not a massive fall off, but a fall off nonetheless. Um, anyway, so that was Thursday. Good fun, nonetheless. Loads of guys there, which was good fun. Friday off, like usual. So oh, Saturday again. Every time these fast workouts, every time I moan about anything faster than threshold is too hard. This is the same thing. Broken record. Faster than threshold. It was horrible. So five, five sets of 1,200 metres with a 45-second break, then 400 metres, and then a two-minute break. So five of that. Oh, and so the 400s actually break up the 1,200s. Yes, it's just 1,200, then 400, five times. Oh, I thought the 400s is just at the end. Jeez, that's, yeah. That's... No, 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 it's like every rep. What's the idea of that then? I suppose it's like aerobic, then anaerobic, aerobic, anaerobic. Well, it just will be a bit faster. It was all just, it, it all felt like a sprint. What's your, what, uh, do you get like paces to go for? Because obviously your heart rate is not going to get up in that time enough, is it? Yeah, Sam, but I didn't listen to those and I just ran as hard as I could possibly. <laughs> yeah, no, they were supposed to be, the 1200s were meant to be 5 to 10k, which they weren't. <laughs> and then the 400 was meant to be 3k and it was basically just a sprint. It was really windy. Did anybody run yesterday? It was really windy. I'm going to blame it was, that. It was, quite, it was quite windy. It was icy, wasn't it? Wow, that's some good... Fucking hell. 255 pace for the um for the four hundred first four hundred. Let's see what it was for the last four hundred. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Three. 253. So fucking hell. Four hundred though. Four hundred though. I mean yeah, followed followed by a twelve hundred oh, and then a four hundred. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, not to put that down, but <laughs> I could probably do that. But um Okay, let's go through it. A twelve hundred, then a four hundred. So three eleven, two fifty-five, three eleven, two fifty-seven. 316, bit shit. 248, 316. Oh, he's going slower. 257, yeah. 315, 253. I mean, that's a pretty fucking. It's a good one. That's a good. Uh, I'm not, and I'm not looking forward to working him. Shit. <laughs> Matt is I, back. Yeah. Fuck. And he's feeling. I don't know. I left it feeling really miserable. I will accept that it doesn't look as bad as it felt. But it felt like I was falling off a cliff. It felt like the first ones were way too hard. And then I just fell off. 
But anyway, anything fast at the minute is just... Yeah, really show hard. me where that cliff is. I might need some of that. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then today, long run, um, one hour 45, and I wore some new shoes. Ooh, which, you got? coming back to this, are the Nike Invincibles, which are the ZoomX foam, but with no plate. Nice. Oh, I did on Google. Everything, yeah. everything you read online says that they're not, they're like really heavy and they're not very fast and all that sort of stuff. And after like 5K, no, no, actually, no, it's way further. After like 8K, 10K, something like that, I looked at my watch and was running way, like 20 seconds a kilometer quicker than I thought I was running. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought, I think they're really good. I do oh, have wow. a bit of a blister, but I do think they're really good. The eighth yeah, they're they look, running downhill, but anyway. They look like moon boots. Yeah, I was running downhill. They are big. They look like they? moon boots. They're massive. I, I, did go, I did Google them when you mentioned them. Um, I thought you said, oh no, I, when you mentioned them on Strava, you said, oh, I was invincible. Um, and I was, oh, that's, that's very clever. I checked the shoes and it was like the Nike was, oh, that's very, I, didn't know, I was like, I didn't know what you did there, but it's very, very clever. Um, but I checked it on Google and <laughs> I thought that maybe there'd be like an invincible um, casual shoe that they were selling, you know, um, for, for the non-runner. There was like a, an invincible version for the, for the non-runner and an actual, like, uh, I think they are all the same. <laughs> yeah, they do look quite, yeah, quite unusual. But, um, they're big, yeah. They're an ugly shoe, but um, they're uh, the pair that I own are also a women's pair. But what size okay. feet are you? Uh, eight and a half. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the women's, so the yeah. men's were one hundred and sixty-four pounds. Yeah, cool. and the men, the women's were eighty-two. Yeah. So I got the women's. Yeah. When I got Alpha Flies, the only ones available was the first drop were women's. And I thought, I'm going to buy them. If they're no good, use the Nike things in the back. And they were fine. Unfortunately yeah, for me, um, yeah. they don't often sell women's shoes in size 11 and a half. <laughs> That's my issue. Though. I wonder why. <laughs> Just... <laughs> anyway, that's my week. Um, I rambled on for way too long then, but 100 and... 105k, yeah, a bit better than last time. Decent. Have a look at that route. It'd be good to see a, a picture from the Ebury Way or one of these. So maybe our task next week is to, well, Neil takes photos all the time, but we, each of us should take a photo to share on our on the gram. Um, yeah, good call. Yeah. Is this good? This is the way you go quite a lot, Matt. Hey, this pear tree wood. Um, is that the Sunday run? Yeah, isn't that the place with the house where you said you went last week? Yeah, Munden Estate, and there's Bricket Wood and Bricket Wood, Alderdon Fields, and all sorts. Yeah, it's, it's nice run there. We must come up for a run sometime. Mm. Anyway, like you say, you've um, you've taken far too much of the show. <laughs> Neil, I'm sure that you're going to be no, no. <laughs> honestly, no, no joke. I, obviously, we'll try and keep it concise, but that, it's it's. It's all about just chatting, really. More, I mean, the run's fun, but all the tales that go off it actually, I find most interesting. So, if you guys are happy with it, I am. Like, let's just. That's good. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, it is about those little bits. So, honestly, feel free to go off on tangents. No, Not deal, though. But let me Not just. Me oh God, are you sure? Are you? Are you absolutely? You want me to go off on a tangent? I'm happy to. It's fine. Oh, God, I might get another beer actually. 
Oh, uh, do you want me to wait? Oh. oh, no, no, I can hear you from, from my fridge. Carry on. Nice. Okay, well, I'll start my week. Um, this week should be a little easier than last because I was sort of doing it from a mobile phone. Uh, but I've now got the big screen up. Um, what sort of straddled Strava with my Brighton Marathon Planaroonie um, spreadsheet. It's, uh, yeah, some serious, serious spreadsheeting going on here. But um, it was, yeah, it was a two-plan um, week, which is good so far. So far, <laughs> no injuries uh, in, in the plan. I'm about halfway through now, I suppose, to, 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 the, uh, to the big day. Um, and I had my first... Big news was I had my first proper long run uh, on, on, on of the week. Um, but yeah, I'll start from Monday. It was 30, but I'll tell you about this. I'll tell you yeah. about this. So uh, Monday um, was a recovery from my um, from my Chichester 10. Um, so it was a 12k recovery with uh, my my mate Martin who lives up the road. Um, out to Faring. I told you about um, the south coast and the winds. If it's windy in London, it's windier on the south coast. It's, you know, I feel like we're on, we're on the front line for the rest of the country. <laughs> but we do tend to get this sort of prevailing wind. We get this sort of easterly direction sort of towards Brighton. Maybe they get our like smoke, <laughs> our fumes and stuff. But um, it sort of means that like your runs um, you can kind of catch the wind on some of them. Uh, so it really, I have a loop that goes out to uh, the west um, and, and sort of loops around through some woods and back. And effectively, like, it, it, if I want an easier run, I'll, I'll check windfinder.com. Um, <laughs> other, other wind finding websites are available, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I check the wind's direction and determine my um, direction um, clockwise or anti-clockwise um, on, on my loop. Um, and usually, it's you, you tend to yeah, you tend to go, you tend to go um, anti-clockwise because uh, the wind is just going to push you back um, on the, the prom. So you go out through the woods, uh, down to the uh, sea, and then just follow the sea in, and it's it's pretty cool actually. It's a really nice run. So yeah, that was uh, twelve k or eleven point nine k. Uh, Tuesday was session number one. Um, actually, I took. Uh, it was sort of a plan. It was like a. It was a tempo. It was just planned. It was just in as tempo. I'd written. I've written the word threshold. In my in my in my plan as well, but I hadn't any. I hadn't really detailed what I was going to do. Um, as per, like I do a bit of tempo, then throw in like a kilometer of threshold, and then kind of carry on. <laughs> Often I'll go in, in a sort of pyramid shape or something, but I don't know. You sort of make it up before you go. And, but um, I sort of was, I was thinking about what you two were saying about heart rate uh, last week. And uh, yeah. so I sort of went out with a plan that I would do um, a workout with, um, with uh, my heart rate in the, hundred, in the zone 150s then 160s, then 150s, then 160s. Now for me, 160s is like, big like matt that's like your easy but sorry but my, my my 160 for me is like my top end i think i can i hit 170s when i'm like oh, absolutely like in pain pain of pains but like so what, is 160 like a 5k or a 10k or a what sort of race pace it's like uh a oh it's 10 it's that that's my 10k it'll be at the 
possibly dip into that at the very, very end of my 5K if I'm at the very final stretch. But to be honest, when you're at the very final stretch and you're digging your teeth in, you're, you're probably pushing right up to 170 <laughs> just for the last yeah. little bit. But 10K, when you're holding that, when you're holding that, um, you know, that 5K of that 10K and you're gritting your teeth, that's what my 100, uh, late 160s are. So yeah. I went for, um, I've, I've got this loop in Heen, which is like a kilometre, uh, from my house, a uh, kilometre to the west of my house. Um, kind of boring route, but actually it's it was my lockdown loop. It's not got any car, it hasn't, it's, it is, you know, streets with cars park, but no cars drive on them. Um, and it's just uh, anti-clockwise loops of this, uh, of, um, and they're actually just a bit over a kilometre as well. So I'd figured that I could run three and a half kilometres and start and finish three and a half kilometers in exactly the same spot in the top right of this loop. So I was basically doing three and a half kilometers at 150s, three and a half at 160s, three and a half at 150s, three and a half at 160s, and then just kind of jog home. So like 1K on each side, I think. One or 2K on each side. It was, yeah, it's 1K on each side. Um, yeah, right. painful. And definitely wasn't tempo. It was definite threshold, like without a doubt. Um, if not race for the hunt, those hundreds, it felt like really painful for me. Um, but it was, it was, I was pleased to have gotten through it. I, I feel like what I could have done was not done the last one and then pretended that my workout was only going to be a pyramid because it, it would have looked like a pyramid on Strava and no one would have argued against it. But actually, I was really pleased to have gone up to 160 again at the end. That was the hardest part of this whole thing. Um, but yeah, this is a good run because this is. This is basically 10 miles in only yeah. just over an hour. Yeah. It's a workout yeah. run. This it's is a workout. Run. And those two, those two, like two Ks either side were just, they were chilled. Yeah. So it was, it was hard work. Um, I, my, my, my first 3.5 K at, mm. it was just under, um, it was just under, um, it was basically, I was call it 150 BPM because it's very hard to bring your heart, heart rate up to that. And when you would start off a, a workout, but I got it up to eventually, I had dipped into it, but overall I was like um, in, uh, 149 BPM. But yeah, I did the first, um, uh, the first 3.5 kilometers uh, in the 150 zone, um, it, at an average of 348s. And funnily enough, the next time I did the 150 heart rate zone, I was well into it and I managed 401s. So that's, you know, you're talking about your how, you, how your energy level has changed, but it's just following the heart there. And similarly, the two sandwiched 160s, um, I managed 339s for that, that first set and then 348s for the next. So, you know, it sort of goes to show. <laughs> Um, I mean, they were they were roughly the same, but I was just I was just panting. Um, yeah, had with me, had with me my music, had six music with me on my ears, so that did help a lot. Um, but yeah, ah, and and this was the day that you messaged the group with the idea that you were going to run a marathon in a string vest. Uh, okay, yeah, and I actually put up a picture on Strava. <laughs> of the famous Ron Hill, um, who seems to have like quite a style. I mean, it doesn't seem like even on the Ron Hill website, if you go on it, um, that there's any nod to the fact that this dude 
who set the British set the world record for marathons. Like he, he I think back in the day, um, ran it in a string vest. Um, like properly odd looking attire, but actually definitely pulling it off. And I was just thinking that Manchester, because um, I'm going to do it with my, with my mate Martin, we're going to do it in a sort of, fan, we were thinking of doing it in a fancy dress style rather than wearing club colours because Martin's not part of a club. I thought I wanted, I bought him this, we were, we're doing Manchester together. I Just to remind you, I'm doing Manchester just before my, my A race, which is Brighton. I'm doing, um, and, and because it's not going to be at the, the, the pace of Brighton or whatever, and, and uh, we're running it together as, a, as, a, as, as we're friends, uh, we're going to fancy dress it. So, uh, yeah, this is an idea. And, uh, yeah, I went off, went off, on a, off on a bit of a tangent looking for sort of the string vest, um, the, st the string vest look. And it's very hard to find. In fact, I've not really found it. You know, I think Sam's helped me out a little bit, but you can get onto some quite dodgy websites <laughs> looking for this stuff. Yeah. And my Google, you know, I'm, I'm now getting adverts, you know, interesting adverts coming up on my phone for, 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 for different types of, you know, um, wear that, that, that you know, innocently looking for a string vest running, running top. But I'm getting sent all sorts of kind of things now. Yeah, well, I, I was going to say we should have some sort of bet where if you lose, you wear the string vest at Manchester, but it turns out you're actually fully game for wearing the string vest. I'm actually fully game anyway. for it. The only thing that worries me is this: is the nipple chafe on a string vest. Mm. Yeah, they don't look comfortable. The ones that I found and sent you were all like, they're not sporty material, right? Like, no. They're literal string that you'd bind a... Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you'd do. I might have to get like cellophane or something. Brown. I don't know what you'd have to do to make it really really like not chafe your nipples i'm not sure but um if i'm gonna do this which i kind of like the idea of weirdly it'll be good it'll be good it'll be worth it um i think yeah. surely the only thing weirder than turning up in a string vest is turning up in a string vest with cellophane underneath like body wrap saran wrap your body well i'll do it might put the number then on top of it so it'll be all right we? It'll, it'll be all right but yeah i mean you know this guy won one, one multiple, one like one like the Boston Marathon, um, yeah, and broke the world record in a string vest. So there we go. Yeah, um, he had the last laugh. Um, Wednesday. S and C. I do S and C three times a week. Wow. Um, and I, I have my morning sessions with my my, my coach D um, from um, um, Coach D S and C in Bath, um, which I did through lockdowns and zoom and I, I do basically like 20 30 minutes three mornings a week and sometimes in the mornings i do a pilates session with with uh, another coach called rachel um yeah it's uh it's, it's what i do but on, on a rest Very day yeah, really it's really good just switch on the computer and go down into my kitchen actually this one was quite was quite good because i had um, my little boy was crawling around um so you quite often have to use your you use what you can for a weight. So I was squatting with I was squatting with my boy uh, in my arms, um, which is which is getting really hard now because he's really heavy. <laughs> but there we are. It's, uh, what does he weigh now? I, I don't know what he weighs, but it's just you know every every day he's nine months old, so he's just he's just he's too much for the front pack now. It actually really hurts the really hurts the back. So I've had to sort of get a back thing now. But yeah. 
that's my that's my that's my sort of SNC. I think we could talk about SNC at some point um, in, a, in a future episode because I'm kind of keen to know what you two do for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you do anything. Uh, no, not as much as you, by the sound yeah. of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's very important to be all around kind of yeah. strong. I mean, I'm doing things like press ups, which I don't, you'd feel like in running you wouldn't need to do, but I mean, you know, ultimately you need to strengthen your core to 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 be more efficient running and I really have felt this has absolutely really helped my running um it's very true uh, I, would I really would recommend it to anyone <laughs> to be honest. um yeah I'll move on I'll move on to Thursday yeah Track I, I'm just whizzing through this week absolutely whizzing through this week um it's my my session with with Jeff up at um where do I live Worthing Worthing Track where do I live? Um, I'm trying to remember to look on the map. Yeah, uh, that was cool. Um, it was uh, 800 times six. Um, with, mm. uh, there was only four of us in this group. Um, Worthing, there was another group from, from the Worthing Harriers that kind of went out and did their own intervals somewhere else. Um, but yeah, the session was 800 times six. Um, and uh, actually, yeah, it's kind of a bit of a Q&A after, Q &A after with, with, with Jeff. Um, Q and A. Uh, yeah, we kind of, you were kind of straight after the session, sort of, you know, asking, just asking a few bits of pieces. Actually, one of the things he asked us was, how, you know, how would you feel about doing eight, eight hundreds, ten or twelve? Um, and after having done six, I was like, oh, gosh, <laughs> maybe two more, maybe. If you told me and prepared me for that in my head about doing two more, I might have. And I was doing them at a, um, 80 second laps, um, but uh, you know, with 90 seconds off, it I probably is a good day. Yeah, but he was saying that basically, if you want to, you know, you you want to be upping your your pace, and you really want to be hitting these big kind of big bigger bigger leagues, you know, um, bringing your times down, you, you need to be thinking about your interval sessions being about 10k of work. Wow, uh, of work, know, of work. Basically, these are good though. They're very consistent. So you've gone. This is in time, sorry, not in pace. But you've gone two thirty nine, two forty one, two thirty nine, two thirty nine, and then picked it up two thirty seven, two thirty seven. Yeah, I mean, Calvin were leading. Um, the, 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 the guy called Calvin. We, we, yeah, we were leading the the, the, the group, uh, and I think we we both went a bit punchy on the last two. I was the last one, so. Yeah, you do, you do go, you you do, you do up the gear a bit for the last one, don't you? Generally, last one, last one, yeah. You don't want to, but you, you just think, ah, oh, it's the last time I have to run around this damn track. <laughs> With thoughts, yeah. So anyway, a bit before, a bit and after. Um, on this session, um, I actually ended up in the pub, uh, with my uh, with Martin, who just finished the uh, Worthing Harriers interval session. So we had lots to talk about. Um, yeah. Next day, Friday. Um, easy. Um, I did I did a double run, um, so but yeah, really just to try and get the miles in, you know, get getting the miles in when I could, you know, an easy morning run, easy afternoon run to get my hair cut, <laughs> and then uh, here we are the weekend. I did my long run on the Saturday um, against the grain. I was going to do it on the Sunday and uh, an easier session on the Saturday, but yeah, long run was thirty k, um, and the aim was to go to the Lansing Park Run which is the next town over towards Brighton. Uh, but we'd go via the South Downs. So sort of kind of running along north, uh, northeast, northeast from here, up into the Downs. Um, 
fine balancing fort is like a yeah some sort of I don't know what there's there's, there's a few forts dotted about um on on the hills but this is this is one this is just one of them uh yeah and you sort of go down through a forest um and then down into Lansing and then Lansing would be done at MRP which which was not true I just I, I kind of just went a bit I went up 350s or something so it's definitely not going to be my MRP it's not um, and you come second I came second there's only 88 in this but it was it was good it was a, it was a windy one. marathon race pace right. second yeah it wasn't really my marathon race pace though it was definitely higher than that so I, you know, I won't lie I think it was one of those knackered I've done 20k I we pushed out this 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 park run is a sort of out and back um, on, a, on on a grassy field big wind in your face going back and then you kind of go out on the um, prom but sort of in the easterly direction and you come back um for the last half uh, all into the wind um but no it was fine it was you know you, you're sort of taking the next person took the next person the first person first place was way too out in front for, for me to even con conceive of catching I thought of, I was counting like the seconds between like benches I could see him go past a bench and I was sort of counting in my head but I think um on the turnaround point I saw him I sort of gave him the thumbs up to sort of see if that would like um freak him out a bit um and uh you know intimidate him a bit um and it turns out he just got faster um so there we go <laughs> so yeah that was that um so a 30k with a MRP thrown in, allegedly, 5k, and then uh, an easy run today um, when my Strava broke down. Um, but um, broke down. No, yeah. So oh, your no. today, your today run appears as yesterday at 1:08 p.m. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know what happened, but my GPS. No, I'd flipped. I, I'd flipped the GPS off on my my Cinto and um, yeah. I don't know. I've checked it out now. It works again. I had had a walk just to just to check that it, the map works. But um, quite frustrating. I worry. I worry intensely about getting to the end of like my PB marathon um, in the future and having not recorded a map. Isn't that like frightening? To, like do that and your your map hasn't been logged. And what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to have to like draw your route out. And I don't know. That's that's like it's like a wake up with sweat. Oh. Anyway, anyway, sorry. That's another <laughs> solid week now. Another yeah, thank you. Week. Yeah, consistence ninety-seven point six. You would have thought that you'd get to ninety-seven, that you'd go to a hundred, but nah. I'm gonna leave with a thought. But you're saving that. Leaving hundred to next week. Hundred and five next week. We'll see. Hundred and five. Well, we don't know. I've I've got a different plan for next week's long run, but I can tell you about that next week. Sam, I've talked for way too long. <laughs> so, it's your go. Oh, that's the that's the crux of this. It's about our weeks and chatting them through and having discussions about it. So that's absolutely fine. Um, yeah. So mine started on Monday, like all good weeks do, and I I had it off. Remember, I decided I was going to have Monday off as my first day off in the seven a week day a week plan. And um, Strava sent me an email saying, what the fuck? No, they sent me an email saying that you've run it every day in January. And I realized that I hadn't actually had a day off this year yet. So the, the training program started something like the 8th or 9th of January. And then, yeah, I'd managed to go all the way through. Obviously, loads of 
recovery days each week to two, two each week rather than those in there but it was um yeah like definitely appreciated that it made such a difference because tuesday i felt great and i went for a run in the morning an easy easy 8k i do like this time thing though i worked out as 43 minutes so basically 40 40 minutes in the morning and then ran at queen's park track in the evening um great session actually ed came down um he hasn't been there for a while and we ran together and it was um three times three minutes and then 10 times one minute on one minute off so the three minutes we took really easy and ran 90 second laps so about 345s and that was great and then the 10 one minutes he was quite keen on doing about 300 meters so that worked out that 310 20 pace um I think by the end we were dropping off that a bit. We were probably doing 250 to 280. And then the minute off we were doing 150-ish, 100 to 200. Um, but it felt good, felt controlled and had a good chat. Um, Andy McCarran and Ali were way off the front. So that, in fact, they both lapped us. So they were doing great, but it was a really nice session. You know, a, a good, because um, I feel like sometimes those sessions are a bit shorter. Um, you know, I remember Johnny saying that the Queen's Park Harriers one was for me maybe a little bit less than, than his new club. And I thought it's quite good to do one that's maybe a bit more, I suppose it's a similar one. It's about 25 minutes of, of running, but um, next day, nice, easy 10 miles down to Hyde Park, almost, and back. I was trying to find out how long it is from the edge of Hyde Park back to mine. And I was sure it was 7K, but it turns out it's eight and a half. So that's good to know. Because <laughs> I usually gauge it from that gate on Hyde Park to get back home after like a long run. That's pretty much a straight line looking at that map, yeah. Mm, so that was out and back. And you can see I did a little curl when I got to a square over there. Um, that's next, next day joined... Um, Matt for his um, peel on Padrec. <laughs> Took a picture. I, I, I want to hear, hear Sam's version of this. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Matt was keen for us to come down there and I was just, I was not feeling it, you know, the legs were still a little bit stiff. I'd done that session on Tuesday. I told Matt, you know, I'll come down, but I'm not going to run. He, oh, it's absolutely fine. Don't worry about it. I'd just be nice to have some people to overtake all the time. It's like, cool, that's fine. You, you'll have that. Um, and then Ed was keen and then Sven was keen and then Stefan was keen and then Matchek was keen and then Ali happened to be there just running around on his own. So we did the warm up with Matt. Matt warmed up for about 24 hours um, and, then, and then he got going. And so <laughs> then Matchek had decided that he'd had enough because we ran down there as well. So Matchek went quite early in the session. And we just were talking about what session to do. Ed was not keen on anything because he'd done <laughs> squats on Monday. He had some sore legs. Ben was just happy to be running with people. Stefan, it was his first peel. Um, and then another random guy came up and started chatting to us, Dimitri. From, um, he's from Russia, but he's been living here for a little bit. Uh, so we ran with him for a while. So basically, we spent a session talking about what session we were going to do. <laughs> And then Matt finished his, so we're like, cool, should we go to the pub? So we went to the pub, and then, like I say, when I left the pub, I was just so cold. 
and the thought of running home. I really should have done those Ks, but did not. So decided to do a bit more the next day. And actually I did less than I should have done the next day as well. <laughs> I went for a run that evening, went up to Hampstead, but you know, like we said, I hadn't done any hills at all. And um, went up to Hampstead and it felt really good to go easier, but all the way up the hills, had a look at that segment that Matt's lost recently. It's a horrible segment. Some amazing houses there, though. Jeez, they are insane. I swear I found Ricky Gervais's house. Just because oh. it was... I went down a little cul-de-sac. You can see a little bit there that I went... Is that walked. his actual house? You know, have you watched Afterlife? Is that his actual house? I've seen so many that look like they could be that house, but no. That is that oh, is near yeah. Hampstead. Afterlife, I think, is filmed in Hemel Hempstead, isn't it? But his no, house but the, is... his house is in Hampstead. Oh yeah, okay. On the program, yeah, so, yeah. The 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 village and the where he works and stuff. That's in Hampstead. But then the apparently his house is Hampstead, just by the heath. Yeah, I didn't find it, but I just imagined that was the kind of place he'd lived. They were amazing. But then it's actually quite quick to get to the heath, and it was really dark. So I ran back and then had to do that whole extra triangle going through Wilsdon, which was not quite as nice. Um, then. It was Friday evening, so Saturday morning, went into Park Run. I really should get into running down there because that would make it make up some nice miles. But usually walk down with Dali and Emma, and then get get there just in time for the start, which is quite lazy. <laughs> Five minute walk from my front door, um, and then Johan's been doing this thing the last few weeks where he runs like a steadyish first three k, and then goes really hard on the last two. So I thought that that sounds good. So found Stefan in the starting pen and he came around with us and we did this. The last two, it, it really, really fast. He overtook me, Johan, and um, going down that hill. And so we all stuck together and then we were overtaking a few people. And, and then when we turned the corner, we all slowed a little bit. And it was just a horrible way to do a park ride. I don't recommend it at all. <laughs> I think even efforts are definitely the way. Um, so that was quite fun. And I sprint finished against Stefan who wasn't sprint finishing against me so <laughs> looked great <laughs> but it's so muddy at the end of uh, Gladstone Park run at the moment that I, I left it right until the end and then did a jokey sprint and he didn't get involved so I looked really stupid um, <laughs> but I beat him so that's all that matters you know yeah 1538 and then I did a little bit extra with Stefan and you know just jogging around the park um and then today was the winter 10K. So I did not have a place in this. I was Dali watching. And I went down to um, cheer my mum and Emma on. And yeah, started in Trafalgar Square. It was like a big cancer research UK run. <clears throat> I realised just how big ASICs are in that kind of um, type of runner. You know, I'm just getting into running or I run once a week. Like ASICs shoes were as many as there are vapor flies in a lot of the races that we tend to do. It's really interesting to see how much they've cornered that market because maybe those runners would go into a shop and ask what they recommend. And that they're the, probably the highest market was like 150 quid for a lot of ASICs, isn't it? So I wonder, yeah, they're, they're really like that. So I, I just found it really interesting watching people walk past me, what shoes they were wearing. And there were a couple of alpha flies, a couple of vapor flies, but generally ASICs, Brooks, and then a few Nikes. 
So they started in Trafalgar Square. And I managed to see them three times as they ran around the centre. And then we went and had a coffee in South Bank Centre. Very nice. I love that place. Um, very busy. And then I had to do my run. So at times I start, it was quite fucking late. It's like, yeah, 1.30 I started my, ra- my run. Very, round, very roundabout route. <laughs> oh, my God. So, you know, if you start your run at home and you do an out and back, I could run to um, High Park, which is 7K. Oh, no, hang on. It's 8.5K. 8.5. Half. You'll know this. Then I know that a return is 17. So if I'm doing a 33K run like I was planning to do, then just got to do 16 out there. But this is really tough because I started South Bank Centre there. I thought I could cross the bridge now or I could run down the river that way. So I ran down the river away east and then realised that there wasn't going to be a bridge until Rotherhithe, which I seem to remember is like a dirty traffic underground bridge, isn't it? Yes. So decided not to do that, ran back over Tower Bridge, so wet, oh my God. And then I realised the canal was just up north of um, that lovely flower market. And Sorry? Columbia Road. Yes, thank you. Got on the canal, soaked. But you know, you don't realise while you're running, so ran all the way along and then my watch died as I got off the canal at Kensal Rise and... I needed to do, I thought I needed to do something like six to nine K more. I hadn't really looked and uh, got my phone out. thought I'd put on Strava. My, my hand was so wet that I couldn't press my <laughs> press, turn it on. I couldn't even get into my phone. And then I tried to wipe it, but nothing on me was dry. Like there wasn't even a bit of my sock that I could. So I'm on the corner of a road in Kensal Rise for about five or six minutes, just trying to get into my phone. And then finally, I'm using my nose to turn on Strava. And I did that. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? I don't care how many K I've got. I'm going to run home straight. And I did a little bit of a, a loop thing. So the second half of my run turned out to be just over 5K. Um, so it means I did three less, which is a bit depressing. But because um, I wanted to do 120 this week and I managed to do, what was it? 116 but yeah not bad not bad I think it was 113 last week so it's going up and um and that was with a day off as well so add, add the add the elements as well into that that last run you know if that was a really nice weathered run I think you would have I think you would have found that a lot easier and maybe probably hit 120 without any, without any issue whatsoever so That's I think that does, it does add quite a bit to it there it's <laughs> a good point yeah no but good fun um, and finally, all we've got to do is um, hear our fact from Matt, which I'm excited for. Yeah. So well, I still don't have a jingle. Here's a jingle. Um, so my wife likes jelly babies as her sort of sporting <laughs> snack. So like mid-marathon, rather than a gel, she'll smash down some jelly babies. Love so it. Brighton Marathon, I literally had to run around the course just to feed her jelly babies at the designated point. <laughs> um, so I thought that I, that would inspire my fact of the week. So I did some jelly baby based research. Invented in 1864, did you know, by an Austrian immigrant working at Friars of Lancashire. Originally marketed as unclaimed babies. That's oh. their original name. There you go. God. 
Um, and by 1918, they were referred to, they were, you know, they were named Peace Babies to mark the end of World War One. Okay. Um, and then in World War Two, their production was uh, suspended due to wartime shortages. And they were only actually rebranded as Jelly Babies in 1953. There you go. So fact of the week, Peace Babies. <laughs> I like the name of Jelly Babies. There you go, Peace Babies. And then we've got to uh, got to name the episode. What, what do you guys have any any things that stand out from this episode for you? Um, it's got to be on the theme of Matt's traumatic um, day at track. Solo Peel. Oh, Solo Peel. Stood up. Completely oh. defeats the point of appeal. Yeah. Does appeal Isn't make a sound when it peels on its own in the wood? <laughs> <laughs> it's literally the anti-peel. Yeah. It's not appealing. Oh, that's so good. Mm. All right, lovely. Cheers, guys. Great to nice chat. Fun. And yep. um, Matt will need to get a uh, jingle for you for that facts from Matt. Facts from Matt. And on that bad note, see you later. <clears throat> Run, peel, chat, repeat. repeat. <laughs>